Last time on the Asylum Case Studies. The costumes that were clearly rented. Real life pirates hiding out. Why is this guy literally sucking the soul from my body? Did you ever read those books or see that movie? But I need to talk about this hostess cupcake of a wig. It would, Josh. I'm not an idiot <laughs> just because I don't read. <laughs> and now, the conclusion. So, I guess they all understand what's happening except for like the captains and everything. Like, Jim's in on it now. He's like, oh, you guys are actually pirates, not a crew. Neat. <laughs> right. And like, I don't want to die, so. So cool. Yeah, like uh, I can go along to get along. Pierce my ear with a potato and then don't put an earring in it with your nasty poking machine. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> that was like, you know, somebody's kid who's like 12 <laughs> years old and was like, hey, you know, a fun way to pierce your ears with a potato. And that was like on set. So they just did it. <laughs> That's what my mom did when she was a kid. Boy, that one pirate I really hated. You know why they did that piercing? Why? You didn't see the transaction for it, but it costs a buccaneer. You know what? I gotta go. (laughs) 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 So now there's a big, huge rainstorm. Hold on a second. Was Was this movie by any chance... Rated R. Oh my God! You know what? I I have some things I need to do. So um, it's been good talking to you. And <laughs> screw you, Josh. Oh, also, can we just talk about Billy Bones' eye patch for a second? Sure. Okay. So I think that there's a close up. Like Billy Bones gets killed. We see his eye patch come loose from his head. It seems to be a fucking shitty, fake-ass version of the headpiece to the staff of Ra. Mm-hmm. Did you mm-hmm. notice? It was like... I did notice it looked very similar to that, and it just did not look like an eye patch at all. Or, or the headpiece to the staff of Ra. It was... <laughs> it, like, had a very shitty scarab painting and, like, mm-hmm. a jewel in the middle. And that's where they got the map, correct? Like, they pulled something out of it. I, you know what? I think I zoned out. I, when they were doing all that, I was like, that can't possibly be the eye patch because it's fucking huge and it has so much shit on it. So we're on the ship and there's a giant rainstorm that happens. I'm not sure for any reason except for you got to show a pirate ship in the rain at some point. The shots on the ship. Mm -hmm. Can we just talk about the photography for a minute? Like... Please. So it's clear that this is a ship just docked. <laughs> and what? like if you look over the character's shoulders, you can see like the craggy shoreline that they've sort of tried to hide under like the ropes on the edge or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's clearly there. Sure. And then you get a couple of shots of this schooner type ship either at sunset or like you know cutting across the waves 
and I think that there's just like a gay pride flag <laughs> flying off the back of it. I'm not positive, but I think it's like a gay pride rainbow flag. I don't know if the movie is responsible for getting this footage or if it's stock footage or what. But clearly at some point they looked at it and they said, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no one will notice. I didn't notice. I honestly, I, this movie, I was just like, let's come on, let keep it moving, keep it moving, keep, keep it moving. And it was not paying attention. This is not a long movie, but it feels so long. Mm-mm. A hundred percent. It's an 80 hard. minute movie and it feels so fucking long. Yeah. I watched 20 minutes of it yesterday and I was like, I, 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 I can't do anymore right now. I just, I'll just finish it tomorrow. And then I had to finish it today and it was really hard. I still had an hour left and it was the longest hour. It's fucked up because like, honestly, this. It should be so fun. It should. It's got pirates in it, for fuck's sake. It's got pirates. It's got one phenomenal actor. Uh Uh-huh. They have given themselves license to make, like, a patchwork quilt out of, like, their favorite things. You know, they they took their their favorite things from other books and other movies. Mm. It should be fucking awesome. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And it... Could have been, and it had nothing to do with the the tiny budget they had. Did not have to make a difference in this movie whatsoever. You could still make this movie amazing with the budget it had. I, I have no idea what the budget for this movie. Oh, I do. It was $1,800,000. Where did that money go? I don't. I understand that when you make a real budgeted movie... With a union crew and union actors, Mm -hmm. things get expensive fast. Sure. But where the fuck did 1.8 million go? I'm willing to bet it was all on renting that pirate ship for... Listen, you've got to get insurance to get, like, to put actors on the water, like, all that shit. Sure. Right? Sure, sure, sure. But still. But Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I could do with $1.8 million? Something amazing? I could run away to my <laughs> own treasure island. <laughs> so we're back on this island, right, from the beginning of the movie. And we're like, I don't know. I don't know. We're towards the end of the movie. And there's mutinies and stuff is going on. and Right. There's just like a, a sword fight breaks out every five seconds. Mm-hmm. And I am no longer even paying attention. No. I don't know who's fighting whom or why. I don't know Mm. what side people have decided. Like, are they banding together? Is everybody for themselves? I fucking don't care. No. There's the fancy lads and the pirates, and there are different factions and those that are going other places. And again, I also do not care. All right. Hold on a second. I got to call it out. Because you just referenced the greatest seafaring movie of all time, Chris Elliott's Cabin Boy. Yes. Yes, it is. I wish that we had watched that instead. I will happily watch that anytime. Yes. 
he is great. That Same. movie is great. Agreed. I haven't seen it in years, but goddamn, that was a great fucking movie. I haven't seen it in years either, but I mean, it's got it's got Letterman. It's got a young mm-hmm. Andy Richter. Mm-hmm. Like it's fucking it's it's Chris Elliott never did anything that was less than perfect. I agree. Do you remember? Yes. A very old bit where he is. Uh, this is on Letterman. He's a mm-hmm. member of Mummenschanz. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Do you remember what Mummenschanz is? Uh huh. Okay, mm-hmm. so for listeners that are not familiar, Mummenschanz was a performance. Nightmare fuel for children. It was a performance art group that you would see on like public television that was the kind of thing that was like before the existence of the Blue Man group, these yes. guys in like bl- like full black body leotards and like uh, toilet paper eye yes. masks would yes. do like performance art moves. And as a little kid, I was like, this sucks. And and, uh, I would just like wait for Sesame Street to come back on. So Chris Elliott does um, a bit where he and the crew of Mummenschanz. Oh, my God. Have now got they are Mummenschanz, but they've also got a cop show. (laughs) It's so great because it's like, you know, this was this was back. Maybe when like NYPD Blue was on, or maybe before mm-hmm. that, it, it might have predated. Yeah, probably that. before. Like Hill Street Blues. This is like Hill Street Blues yeah. era. Mm-hmm. So it's a gritty cop show with Mummenschanz, and there's a guy who's like one of the Mummenschanz guys who's dressed as like a hot dog, who's a bad <laughs> guy, and he gets shot in the shootout and falls out a window, and then the, the, the they cut to. Just a hot dog, <laughs> like fa- like falling. Oh my god, that's beautiful. I'm positive it's on YouTube. I visited it uh, sometime <laughs> in the past decade. When I was in grade school, I don't know if there was like traveling troupe of moment shots or if it was just one thing that was traveling all over but they visited our grade school and they had an assembly of moment shots and god damn it i was so fucking bored and i hated it yeah that's fair i mean look you've got a captive audience of children and you've got some micro budget from Mm. you know the town or the state probably not probably just the town Mm. and you're gonna pay some troupe of traveling actors that claims that they are doing like children's type of performances. I mean, look, I want to be clear. I love art and I love performance art. And I like anyone that knows me, like uh-huh. the word pretentious would be like part of the description. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that every fucking stupid piece of shit (laughs) that purports to be important is Uh yeah and like if you can't get me you're i should be the easiest person in the audience (laughs) to appeal to at any age oh my god josh is taking his shirt off he's angry (laughs) if you listen if you if you are high art or, or see yourself that way, and you cannot appeal to this 
person right here. You're not going to get anyone else ever. And anyone that believes in you, it's like a fucking emperor's new clothes scenario. (laughs) Where people are like, oh, isn't it great? Oh, it's the greatest. And nobody has a fucking clue. And they're all afraid to say the emperor has no clothes. Right. This is on PBS. That means it's fantastic. Exactly. Exactly. Fucking PBS. Fucking public stuff. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> Public broadcasting. Fuck you guys. I, I personally uh, am a supporter <laughs> of PBS. Uh, that was the joke. Okay. <laughs> so I guess stuff has been happening on this island as we've been talking about moment shots. And <laughs> the good guys, I don't, the fancy lads have a pirate with him who hates Long John Silvers. I don't know when this guy got introduced. I don't know if this guy got introduced in this scene. Totally. But he hates this guy. Yeah. Okay. So we've got like, and, and the thing is, that guy is kind of a captivating actor. Yes. Like, where, oh, I agree. Like, where the fuck, like, where are his missing scenes? Thank you. Because, like, I would have loved to seen him do more. Right? Like, I really enjoyed that guy. Yes. Yep. And I have no idea what happened to him until the end. I'm sure stuff happened. I don't remember. But they come across a pyramid. There's a pyramid on this island. And that's where they put their Pier 1 trunk that they had all their treasure in. A hundred percent. So once again, we're robbing (laughs) the fucking... (laughs) This is the Well of Souls from Uh Raiders. Yep. Because like, because when you're stealing shit, Mm -hmm. just steal from the same place over and over again. (laughs) Why would you not? It's got good junk in it. (laughs) Pier one trunk truly truly like everything in this was like pure one but you know what that pyramid had a giant house sized fly on top of it like a statue of it so they were aware of these house sized flies in ancient times i guess if they address the gigantic flies in like some way that like was interesting and like talked about them and dealt with them right at all yeah then Mm -hmm. i missed it Oh, no, they absolutely did not. They were like, there they are. Okay, let's forget about them till the last 10 minutes of the movie. Oh, my God, they're back. I mean, those exist. What? (laughs) So, like, again, this is like they've given themselves the gift in this movie of giant insects. And that's a fun thing to play with. Like. So fun. Whether you like monster movies or not, like, you should recognize that that is fun. As hell. I agree. If you were in a Godzilla movie and they were like, oh, look, it's that thing. (laughs) And then they just went back to whatever else they were doing. Right. Politics. Exactly. (laughs) And then we don't see him again until the last 10 minutes and then for like a minute and then it's over. Right. Boy, those politics we were talking about before sure were hairy. Right. Godzilla, it turns Woo. out, was the Secretary of State all along. <laughs> uh, there's like treasure, I guess, but they don't show it. Uh, yeah, show us the fucking treasure. Like that's that's what the ten year old in me wants to see at some point. Yes, absolutely. We want to see treasure. That's why we're here. We don't care about the outside of your, like, stupid trunk. I hate that stupid trunk. But at the end of this scene, when they're, like, leaving the treasure or whatever, a zombie skeleton pirate jumps up. 
Never, never explained before or after. And they all just kind of look at each other like, ugh, this fucking guy. And shoot him. I believe that that, once again, is yep. is the mm-hmm. um, <laughs> sword wielding, shoot him yep. out trope from yep. Raiders. The, the guy. Who, 100%. The guy who uh, has like fancy moves with a scimitar. But instead, here, we have a guy who's got his best Glenn Danzig makeup on <laughs> for exactly six seconds. And then he's killed. And we don't know who he was or why he was. That guy in Indiana Jones had more of a development for a character than anyone in this movie, but especially this weird zombie skeleton <laughs> pirate guy. Like, he just showed up and everyone was like, ugh, seriously? Let's just go. That was so... That was so this movie is what that was. So again, here is where, in filmmaking terms, they've given themselves a beautiful gift, something super fun. We've got Mm -hmm. a pirate in skeleton makeup, or maybe he's a zombie or maybe he's something but we're not really sure what he is but he has pirate and this extra layer of mystery to him and then what do you do once you've given yourself this fucking wonderful gift you flush it down the fucking toilet i mean what else are you gonna do you're not gonna change the whole movie and make it fun or even address it right right that's right so since they've killed this um, nameless, weird zombie pirate thing, they're on the boat again. They're going to get out of here. But that giant housefly is back. Somebody tries to shoot it and misses. And they're like, get it with the cannon. And these women who are just like, I've never seen a cannon in my life. Let me uh, just do this real quick. They miss. But the second one, I think Anne Bonnie shoots it with a cannon and does not miss. And it explodes. Best shot of the whole movie. I don't know. I, I kind of <laughs> think Lance Henriksen's death scene might be the best, the best thing in the whole the whole thing. Remind me how he died, because I do not remember. So, as he's laying there, <laughs> breathing his last breath, he says, "Now remember." Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, "Now, now remember." No. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I guess that'll just be an Easter egg for <laughs> for listeners who are savvy enough to listen to this podcast and then actually want to watch this movie after the fact. It seems unlikely. No. You gotta tell me what you said because it was nonsensical, had nothing to do with anything, and I hate it so much. Oh, I loved it. I truly loved Like, this is, I'm pretty sure, just him ad-libbing on set. <laughs> I mean, it has to be, right? Yeah, like, I don't know. It was so out of left field, and I have no idea what it had to do with anything. And it's like I one of the worst that, things like, that anyone has ever said in ever, ever. Oh, come on. You're going way overboard. It was like the most fun thing. It was one of the most fun things in this movie. Don't get me wrong. It was fun as hell. However, the fact that actual quote that has been going around as some inspirational bullshit is the worst thing that anyone's ever come up with ever, is what I'm saying. It was fun as hell that he said it, though. So our beloved Captain Long John Silver, as he lays there dying, says, (laughs) now remember. 
It takes 26 <laughs> muscles to frown, <laughs> but only five to smile. And then, well, with that, with that parting salvo on his lips, um. his rictus grin on his face, <laughs> he drifts off to Never Never Land. Poor LJS. And then we get back to the United States. At the beginning of the movie, there's this whole thing where these Americans have to go on this thing with them to fight pirate. Who cares? But the guy that pushed him off was uh, Lieutenant Jackson. And this is where we find out that it's actually Andrew Jackson, you guys. Old Hickory himself. They love to do that in these movies. Hey, you know who that is? It's actually a famous guy that probably would not have been in this case at all. But right, like, fun? what would he have to do with anything naval or seafaring? It's just fun, so fucking fun, dude. And then they go on another adventure to find who cares. Right, right. It it ends with um, the possibility of a, of a sequel. sequel. Yeah. Mm. Why didn't we follow up with more Andrew Jackson stuff? Maybe that is the sequel. Right? It's like a super fun... The Battle of New Orleans? Yeah, I don't... Manifest Destiny? Gross. Yeah. Well, that's American history for you. Yeah, super gross, I know. I don't read, but I know some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favorite line from this movie? Yeah, I fucking just told you, dude. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. My favorite line from this movie is that scene from David Letterman in 1985 (laughs) of a parody of Chants. What was your favorite line from this movie? One that I found confusing when Barbecue, a.k.a. Long John Silvers, (laughs) says to his crew... You're smart as paint. And it was a compliment. That is confusing. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Do you have an alternative title for this movie? You know, Asylum always does this thing where, like, they pick and choose. They loosely adapt their source material, and then they steal liberally from, first of all, Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. and then anywhere else <laughs> that just, like... <laughs> It like might be tangentially related. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like all of these movies have that sort of mishmash, postmodern, it's a pastiche of other things. Mm-hmm. Pirates of Don't Bother, <laughs> Displeasure Island, um, Housefly. Housefly. <laughs> yeah, why didn't we get more fucking monster movie action? I would have loved that. That's why they didn't do it. Right? How about Raiders of Treasure Island or, I don't know, Moment Chance? Moment Chance. Of Treasure Island. Cabin Boy with the fancy lads. <laughs> Cabin Boy of Treasure Island. This movie Wouldn't pissed me Wouldn't it be off. amazing if Chris Elliott now. Yes made a sequel to Cabin Boy. Oh my god. Why not? Why the fuck not? He yes, he's on everyone's minds again. Why not? Let's do this. Look, if 
the internet can come through and fund new Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm -hmm. Yes. Then why in the world can't we have another cabin board? You know, it's just a matter of someone organizing, getting a change.org together. I think that you found your mission. Look, there's literally World War III happening. Um, The oceans are turning to fire. Blah, 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 blah. What we really need, uh, <laughs> what we really need to go fund me for, uh huh, yeah, is a sequel to the landmark film Cabin Boy. <laughs> you know, Josh, people need to laugh in times of hardship. So I think that what you're saying is, this is going to get funded in less than a week. Is what was going on there? Pretty much. I mean, mm-hmm. do you remember the Kickstarter for that? RoboCop statue? No. Oh my god, it's like the th- the first thing that like caught on. I and millions of other people were like, I'll fund that for a dollar. <laughs> and it got funded? Did it yeah, get Yeah, th- there was there was like a thing on Twitter about 10 years ago like, "Hey, the city of Philadelphia has a statue of Rocky. Why doesn't Detroit have a statue of RoboCop?" And within, like, a week, they had completely funded this thing. But did they build it? Yes. Oh, that makes my heart happy. Yeah. God bless it. Do you have anything you want to promote, Josh? Um, yeah, I want to promote Momenschance. Uh, <laughs> there's a new, there's a new uh, mm-hmm. cop drama with your f- favorite performance artists. <laughs> from the late 70s and early 80s. (laughs) Oh, I'm really excited about it. I saw the trailer. It's really good. Seriously, anyone listening to this, please just go to YouTube and type in whatever you think Momenshaw is spelled like (laughs) with with Chris Elliott's name. It's so worth your time. Just like the Um, shot of the hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go do that right now. Josh, it was so good to see you again, even though it was for another super shitty movie. Always a pleasure. Please have me back. Um, okay. <laughs> hey, how about next time? <laughs> Not a shitty movie. How about that? Well, Maybe? I mean, it's going to be like we got to sift through what's there. I mean. <laughs> we're, we're limited uh, by what's yeah. available. That's that's true. This is an asylum-only podcast, right? <laughs> so how likely is it? Now, Josh, you just need to open your mind and be a little bit more um, accepting of shitty movies, and you'll find that there's some really fun ones out there. Not any that you have picked so far. So wait, I was just going to ask you, mm-hmm. have you ever tried, or, or wanted even, to have one of like the featured stars of Asylum as a guest. I've not tried. I would think it would be fascinating. I mean, Lance Henriksen, just, he's so fucking fun to watch. Yeah. I would think it would be really fun to have him, even if it, if it weren't necessarily talking about these movies, just anything. Like, yeah. you know. No, for sure, I have not. All right, well, I hope that I haven't, like, personally poisoned the waters (laughs) by, like, saying unfiltered things about, like, any number of things. 
Woof, that was kind of abrupt, huh? Oh yeah, we had some technical difficulties, so we had to end it there. Sorry, but I hope you enjoyed. And, um, thanks for joining us this week on the Asylum Case Studies. Special thanks to Cabin Boy 2 advocate Josh Weinstein and a very handsome and talented Andy Slater, our mixer and engineer extraordinaire. Make sure to visit us at AsylumPod.com where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever so you'll never miss a case study. While you're at it, if you found any bit of enjoyment in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Unless you're going to be a dick, then no thank you. So until next time, I'm Tressa Slater. And you're smart as paint.